No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Have you ever listened to speed metal out of a football that you got from electric fish lights? Shit. You can do that. You can. You can totally <laughs> yeah. do that. Go to electricfishlights.com or at electricfishlights on Instagram and you will see exactly what we're talking about. Well, maybe not exactly, but you'll get the general gist idea and inkling of what we're talking about. Uh, Electric Fish Lights has these amazing lights that they make with IQ technology. IQ IQ stands for interlocking quadrilateral. Say that like 15 times fast and you'll fall over. That is 30 interlocking pieces that can be configured into 15 different shapes. And when you add more pieces, the shapes are endless. So here's the deal. You go over to electricfishlights.com. And you tell them what you want them to build, and they will do their best to make that materialize out of the ether into reality just for you. These lights are all made from upcycled vinyl-like milk jug plastic, come with a 12-foot cord, 12-year energy-efficient, safe-to-leave-on LED light bulb, and a hardware kit to hang the light. And check this out. You can get a color-changing upgrade on that bulb, and you can also get... Um, a, a speaker. speaker so you can listen to speed metal out of a football you game. want the upgrade you want it you definitely want it so these can be used outdoors and they're great for hanging as a nightlight or using in your studio where you record your podcast i use it in the spa listening to bob marley yeah out of the sloth she, she does <laughs> and they're hooking up the no simple road family with a 10 percent discount so when you check out put in the promo code nsr you're going to get 10 percent off and any NSR family member that orders a light with the color changing upgrade will also receive a limited edition special promotional No Simple Road print that no is some road. of my art and John B, the owner of Electric Fish Lights, like made these really good so posters. Dope in the it's yeah, yeah, when you get that color changing upgrade and you put it on next to this poster, magical things are gonna happen to your life. So go to electricfishlights.com or at electricfishlights on Instagram and get enlightened. Hey, man. Hey. What's up? What's up, Apple? What's happening? Guess what? You know who another one of our awesome sponsors is? Who? It's 
Shop Tour Bus. Head over to shoptourbus.com <laughs> online or at Shop Tour Bus on Instagram. You know what? Check this out. What you want to do right now is grab the phone that you're listening to this on, or if you're at home, go to your computer, go to shoptourbus.com or at Shop Tour Bus on Instagram and take a look at what they're doing over there. These are Grateful Dead inspired t shirts, hoodies, stickers, all kinds of amazing merch that is, you know, artfully intentionally and wonderfully designed and it's not your typical you're not going to find a steal your face on shop tour bus you're not going to find a bolt on shop tour bus you're going to find um how do you how would you describe a shop tour bus design Mel? just unique it's like a wordsmith puzzle on a t-shirt yeah well there's no words but but that oh that's why i said puzzle oh okay yeah, so if you know the songs, yeah. then you'll get what the picture is trying to tell you, man. Yeah, it's like hide-and-seek in plain sight. Oh, shit. And for a really good example of that, you need to go to their site, and you need to check out the new one, Sugar Magnolia, which this is really cool. They released this in honor of their seven-year anniversary. So happy, happy seven-year anniversary, seven anniversary to Luke and Marcella. If, you know, what could be better than that? I'll tell you what could be better than that. When you order from Shop Tour Bus, you're order is going to come in a hand-designed one-of-a-kind box with a Grateful Dead lyric on the inside, a bunch of extra little trinkets and whatnots on the inside, and you're going to get a real live Grateful Dead cassette tape bootleg and a pencil to spool it with. But wait, you know what else you're going to get? What? If you go and you put in the promo code. I, I, was, I was really asking. No, 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 <laughs> Simple Road. You're going to get free shipping on your order. Sure. So not only are you going to get some rad new design merchandise, but you're going to get a hand design box that nobody else on the planet is going to have. You're going to get a piece of archived Grateful Dead history at no extra cost. And if you put in the promo code No Simple no Road, Simple it's going to come to your house free of charge for the shipping. So go to at shoptourbus.com online or wait what'd i say shoptourbus.com <laughs> online or at, at shoptourbus shop on, on instagram wow fuck and, and if you go over there and check it out you're gonna get more, more than, than you, you bargained bargain for like i got just now <laughs> hey guys what's up mel what's tell up us, mel tell us all about what's it. happening i'm telling you all about our damn fine define premium, premium cannabis sponsor you know we are sponsored by Define Premium Cannabis. They are one of our longtime supporters. And I'm going to tell you guys what. If you live in the Portland area, you know that it is essential to have good weed. And they we're lucky enough to have two locations in Oregon. One in Hillsboro. One in Forest Grove. And either location, if you go in there and you tell them that you listen to No Simple Road, you're going to get 10% off your purchase. 10% off everybody. And a free t-shirt. And if you go free to the Hillsboro location Monday through Friday... Apple will come out I'll of tend the your bag bud. dressed <laughs> as a... It sounded like you said out of your butt. <laughs> I'll, I'll tend your butt. He'll tend your butt and he'll come out of the back room dressed like a Sufi mystic and he will divine Ooh. what product is right for your mental health. So go in there and check them out, man. <laughs> Tell Apple that you said hi and that the No Simple Road podcast is amazing and that you're part of the family. You're going to get 10% off your purchase free t-shirt and take care of your head. 
Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. strokes while we're trying to record no no it's sensitive right now you are you're a sensitive little flower look at you so hey everybody welcome now welcome back to this new week welcome back um welcome back you look all sneaky over there i'm sneaky I, I feel sneaky right now. <laughs> right? Or, okay. All right. Let, let, let me, is it sneaky when you say you're sneaky? Right Right now is like the world is like weird times and everything. And up here, I'm sure everybody uh-huh. out there has seen here on the West Coast. We got added on top of everything like horrible forest fires. Like the whole West yeah. Coast is on fire. So after what is it? It's been since Wednesday. Tuesday after night many week, days yeah. of the smoke, we've all gotten a little... punchy and loopy like the silliness level has gone up with everybody even like the some of the most serious people i know when i'm at work and customer everybody's just kind of dopey and silly which is 
kind of the fun part in it. Cells. But yeah, it's like, how long can this happen before we just turn into idiocracy or Be- something? Before we get into all that, though, this week's guest is, is Max, Max Davies, Davies from the from Kitchen, Kitchen Dwellers. Dwellers. And I think that is the perfect um, person to have on the show this week because... I, for one, have been dwelling in the kitchen a lot. Yeah, you have. During this funky, <laughs> yeah. weird time that we're in. You have. But the kitchen dwellers have been on our radar for quite a while now, since just before um, Northwest String Summit last year. And we had an interview set up with them while we were there, and it didn't come through. And you'll hear the story about how that didn't happen here in the interview. But <clears throat> um, we've been really looking forward to talking to them. So I'm stoked to bring this to you guys this week. But what I was saying about being in the kitchen, I don't know about you guys out there, but it seemed cause I did the same thing when the quarantine started, like back in, uh, mid March, early April, when all this shit started, I started baking and I don't, I, that's like a stress response or something in my brain. I start wanting to make pastries and pies and cakes and bread and shit. <laughs> And then the world caught no, on fire. No. Yeah, no. And then the then there was also like holidays and like, well, not holidays, but birthdays and stuff. So it kind of like jump started that whole thing with like Simon's birthday, yeah. Ryder's birthday. But this week, like we've literally been smoked in. Yeah. Not snowed in, smoked in. So not smoked out. No, <laughs> smoked, smoked no, in. No. Not smoked out. We've been smoked in. So. Just going outside for five minutes, your nose starts running, your eyes are burning, you start getting a headache. And I don't know, I just realized it, like while we were sitting here, I have been baking my ass off since this started. I made that chocolate cake. I made chocolate souffles last night. He nailed a chocolate souffle last night. So that is my favorite dessert I've ever eaten in my whole life is chocolate souffle. Like I've always loved that. And you always hear when you talk about baking that that is like the hardest thing. Like everybody's afraid to make a souffle. And I, it wasn't that hard, man. It wasn't that big of a deal. You just got to be careful, right? You got to be dedicated and you got to pay close attention. I love when I walked in the room and you're like, shh. You're like, don't make any noise because you can. Like if you bang something, it can make them all of a sudden go. I mean, it's still going to taste good, but it's not going to be the right consistency. And Aaron nailed it. That was a damn good souffle. So I don't know what that is. Like, what do you think that is, the stress response to being snowed in or smoked in? Moving or? energy. You got you get bound up and you got to put it out. You got to get the energy out. You can't run, which is one of your stress reliefs. We can't walk the dog, which is another thing that we do. We can't go for a drive just to get out of the house like there's nothing to do and so sitting at a desk all day doesn't help to move the energy Mm-mm. so getting in the kitchen moving around washing dishes baking like using your brain a little bit and then you get an awesome dope reward that's why i should say there's a tangible reward yeah. at the end of it that you get to share with everybody in the house yeah and yeah. then, not just Aaron, but Melanie and Simon both have been. You guys, oh, yeah. you guys, the, the Schaefer family bakes their asses um, off with crumble. And then I made si- or Ryder's birthday cake, which was a Neapolitan that was bomb. vanilla strawberry chocolate cake with Jesus. cookies and cream, ice cream, and whipped topping. <laughs> We're gonna come out of quarantine As like nine hundred pounds. <laughs> I'm still the same. I'm, I'm gonna be a circus same. tent when this is all over. I can't run. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna wear a circus else? tent. Yeah, it's been nice to to cook for fun and 
yeah, it's just been really, (laughs) it's great to get your mind off of something and create a little alchemy, you know, just, just an aside guys. If, if you hear voices in the background, there is a really hardcore dungeons and dragons no, I wouldn't say hardcore going on down <laughs> say the basement. That for their it's, it's oh. mid-core yeah it's it, okay mid-core dungeons and dragons sesh happening down in the basement right now so if you, you should be here with them pj yeah you should pj we, we miss you but <clears throat> back to the fire thing listen um i put out an episode on monday is that or is that today Today Today's Monday? Monday. Wow. Where the hell am I? Was it no on Friday? Knows. Friday. Yeah. I put out an episode on Friday and it was just me uh, doing a heads talking. Uh, Apple and Mel were at work and I just felt like I needed to speak some something to the family. And um, I sat down in here and just let you guys know where it's at. And if you're interested, go, go give that a listen and uh, you'll hear what's going on inside my head right now. Um, it's been a trip. This whole thing has really been a roller coaster of emotion. And I'll sum what I said up in that heads talking by saying, everything's going to be all right. You guys, we're going to be okay. Everything's going to be cool. Just hang on, just hang tight. It's going to be all right. 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 Okay. Yes. Everything comes to an end. So, if, yeah, so this will be over. We will look back on this, like you were saying. And I mean, it, it does suck, but, like, certain days I'm, like, in the whole sucky mode, and then the other days I'm, like, this is just what we have to go through. Like, we were, I was watching that um, Down to Earth show with Zac Efron, and he was in Puerto Rico, and living with hurricanes is a normal thing that they know about. Right. It's just a part of living on an island. You... It doesn't suck so much more. It just, it's what is like, it's part what, of life. yeah, it's part of life there. Yeah. So that's how I'm looking at this right now. And that's what's helping me get through when I'm getting funky. It's like, this is part of life for me right now. Anyone who's alive right now in this world, this is what this is about right now. So it doesn't suck more than five years ago. This is the same thing it's the, it's the one level thing. of suck has remained the same <laughs> it's it's yeah it's one thing I, I think sometimes we all i mean i know i do like immediately i'll just it's all like oh so horrible everything's so bad in the f- first feelings of it but really when you step back it's like i mean i'm grateful that we are safe even though we live in oregon and we're dealing with all these fires i'm grateful that i'm not in eugene like I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful I, every, I'm not in Detroit Lake. Yeah, I, I just everything that is horrible. I'm grateful I'm not doing I'm that, and and then my prayers go to whatever that you know. Like my heart goes out to people in Malala and Canby and Oregon City and Estacada and everywhere that's been affected by those fires, and Vida. and then beyond that, like you know Colorado and and L.A. My you know, poor family in L.A. So and just it's what we're dealing with right now it's not worse it's not better it's what we're dealing with and it's not insensitive or sensitive it's just kind of what i'm i'm putting on out there as something that helps me out i get something we're seeing that i brought brought up to you guys and we're all starting to see it is right now that these fires are devastating but something the other night i did i don't watch the news often but i 
put on the news to see updates on the fire. The first 45 minutes of the one-hour news was nothing but stories about the fire updates, but so many of it was videos and stories of everybody coming together, of people going and helping people haul their livestock and animals to safety, and the donations that are pouring in. So, like, in the middle of all this other stuff going on in the country, when something emergency happens fucking like usual we fucking go into that mode where we take care of each other and that has been happening up here like so much yeah the community of oregon it's, is yeah it's together. beautiful to see in the middle of all this mm-hmm. in the world and these fires everybody's still got each other's back yeah. and the love and support that is out there for one another for humanity it's fucking really reassuring to see stuff like that happening in the middle of all this yeah man because we'll go crazy if we don't find those little morsels of something that's going to keep us believing in humanity yeah you know we need to feel proud of other people and being inspired by people's generosity and people's ability to act quickly and it's amazing so yeah, that's. And I want to add one more yeah, thing too it. about this is is I I work in the cannabis community as you guys know on here. Oh no, uh, really? What? Yeah. Where do you work? And Apple. That, is this that is the <laughs> <laughs> had to find premium cannabis though. Right. Uh, but the last week and over the weekend and today, just I brought my work phone home with me just to stay. Everybody, cannabis industry can be kind of tough. Yeah. There's a lot of competition. There's a lot. There's a lot of product out there competing with each other. And sometimes it gets a little snippy and stuff. Same thing, though. All that shit was dropped to this. There's farms helping farms, people helping mm-hmm. people. A lot of shit had to be evacuated. Um, there are some farms that burned and this and that. But er- same thing. Everybody is just putting their shit to the side. They're helping each other out. I've been hearing just really great stories. And the communication. I spent this morning reading a lot of emails Farms and processors are all sending emails to let check in on everybody and give an update on how That's they're rad. doing. That's really so cool. the same thing. It's like the community <laughs> just came together to support one another and keep the medicine coming to the people. So mm-hmm. you know, love to all you out there in the cannabis community, not just in Oregon, but everywhere. Yeah, man, that that's rad. Just making sure that the the thing keeps happening so that people can get the medicine that they need. That's really cool. And, and that thing that you're talking about, man, that, you know, being able to see the good happening and people coming together and that right there keeps hope alive. Because the way things look, it's really easy to, to have a, a stark bleak outlook on life and reality. And when, I know when I see those things, I'm like, oh, yeah, human beings do have the capacity to be amazing creatures. And maybe if we're busy <clears throat> being that person, that's how we'll see it. You know, there that's how those lines get blurred. Like everybody is trying to draw these lines of segregate, whatever, yeah. trying to draw lines, put everything in a box. There ain't no line. That just got wiped out by it's like we're all human. Yeah, when you're on fire. There's no line. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't help anybody that needs help. Oh, uh, what color are you? Then let me go out there. <laughs> like, no, so, um, we're no, on fire. You're a human. In <laughs> we need help. Yeah. So check this out. You guys, if you don't know who Chris Dyer is, oh my gosh, um, we had Chris. him on the show a while back. He is a visionary artist at the level of an Alex Gray and a really beautiful human being and a guy that's just living his life in the open, 
being honest with who he is and sharing himself so that others can find inspiration um, and healing through his journey. <clears throat> and um, he posted a video uh, two days ago after an ayahuasca ceremony, and it was the morning after. And he gave this really beautiful talk about um, what he went through and what he learned. And if you have the time, go go check this out. Go find Chris Dyer, D-Y-E-R on Instagram and uh, watch this video. It, it is a reminder of what I was saying in the heads talking and what I just said a minute ago about how everything's going to be all right. Um, this universe, what we're experiencing as reality, uh, your mind, your consciousness, the person sitting next to you, the table, your dog, the plant in your room, all your computer, the phone that you're listening to this on is all contained within the body of God. All of that is part of this universal mind that's expressing itself out. And we are these expressions of that thing seeing itself. And there's nothing happening that's not inside that thing. It can look like it's all falling apart. There's all this fear and all this turmoil, but really it's inside of this really bigger thing that we don't even have the capacity to grasp with our dualistic minds. And so from our viewpoint, it can look like everything's falling apart, but in reality, every little thing being is going to be all right, man. I, it, it really yeah. is just being it's reformed being and reshaped. reshaped and it's okay. It, it really is. And at the end of the, at the end of the video, he said, what's been on my mind this whole time. He said, we have to just let go and come back to love. And that's what I, I, at the beginning of all this shit, I was like, whatever happened to love? Why isn't anybody talking about that? Like screaming that. And then, all of a sudden, here comes our artist friend, Chris Dyer, saying, <laughs> you know what? We just need to remember love. We need to let yeah. go and just trust that everything's going to be all right and do our things, keep creating, keep hope alive, keep love alive, and everything's going to work out all right, man. And it was a really cool reminder. So if you have a minute, go check that out. And also, <clears throat> if you need something for a little distraction, from your day to day, if you are really missing the music, um, there's something really cool going on at Jambase. They launched this new video portal, and it's got a database of over 90,000 live music videos. It's huge, and it's got a tool inside of it that's got all these filters. You can filter by band, channel, song, event year, duration, type of video, and like it's got fish grateful dead ween umphreys mcgee disco biscuits widespread panic dave matthews band whole bunch more and then you can like so let's say you're looking for videos of fish performing harry hood in 2013 or if you want to know about how bands lighting rig or how about if i want a 30 minute you know shower that and i want too. to hear one <laughs> dope like, yep, you, know, you can you filter it down. So you <laughs> select, yeah, got a jaboo 30 minutes. <laughs> there you go. You select the band, you set the date range, and you dig in by pressing play to watch the player or cue to start a playlist of videos. And you watch them just whenever you feel like it. it's badass. And 
pretty soon you'll be able to add your own videos. You can even suggest stuff to them. So if you guys want to check that out, it's a little distraction, little immersion into the world of our music that we all love so much. You can go to um, jambase.com forward slash videos and check that out. Uh, that is super cool, man. I, that to me is like a gem that came out of all of this is stuff like that. Like the live streams, that kind of stuff. I don't think we all would have had the time or the um, inclination, the bandwidth <laughs> to be able to do shit like that. And what this quarantine has done is forced us to find different avenues for our creativity and our do something talent. different with our time. Yeah, man. Spend our time differently than we used to. It's it's rad to see stuff like that and to be able to like go in and find out how their lighting rig has evolved over time. Like I want to watch Humphreys McGee's lighting. I, would rig. Say, I never really thought about that until you brought it. It's like, well, yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> or even fit. Think about fish and their, their yeah. whole get up, man. That's badass. Did so, they have a light show? I can't remember. I, I had my eyes closed oh. the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that we should have been at Dick's a couple of weeks ago, but whatever. Yeah. So, you know what, man, go over and watch the Chris Dyer video and just sit back and think about it for a little while, man. And it'll it'll make your heart feel a little lighter. And we all need that right now. His stuff makes your heart feel lighter. Yeah. He has such a way of non I, I love his voice. His voice um, is one of my favorite voices I've yeah. ever heard. He Me needs too. to do an audio book. It yes. is so sincere and loving. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, his voice is amazing. Yeah. So, you know, also another rad thing that came out of the quarantine is that uh, baked goods well that too oh (laughs) Oh, we already the cabin what was it the cabin session yeah i was gonna bring that up towards okay so we're working towards getting you towards the interview here so we had a great uh talk with max and they did out in the middle of nowhere and you can go to their instagram and see like the cabin and stuff in the middle of nowhere in montana they got together the band and their crew and they set up in this i mean it's a tiny cabin and they set up, and one night they did a bunch of their stuff and other things. Well, no, in the day they did their stuff. In, in, the, in the day, and then at night they did the Pink Floyd tribute where they do uh, Pigs on the Wing and some other. So you, you have to go watch this, especially if you're up here in Oregon because they smoked out the cabin. We talk about it that. It looked hot It did. Yeah, and it is amazing, the set that they do. And you'll hear, but it's an homage kind of to, so we'll talk, they talk about it in the interview yeah but you got to see this it's amazing yeah so that is another cool thing that came out of this those guys wouldn't have the time to do that and then our worlds collided once again a couple of weeks ago andy frasco and the kitchen dwellers played some shows together and i think mahali was involved and in mahali was there too man so all nsr alumni getting together and bringing the music to the people once again it is coming back i am seeing um slowly but surely Shows being announced. Frasco's got one in Red happening. Rocks. Yeah, so stuff is happening. It's yeah. Billy Strings just did a uh, really cool. Thing. Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's coming back, guys. So just hold tight. And the Higgs didn't. Weren't the Higgs going to do something? They posted something. I didn't see it. Okay, I'm but sorry. It's it's coming back. So just hang in there, man. And speaking of coming back, we're going to get you to the interview, but we're gonna we're gonna do the business. Business. So you know what. Something I don't do very often, and I am remiss. You guys need to go check out Eagle's Nest Outfitters. They are dope as shit. They, at the end of festival season, 
they hooked No Simple Road up with hammocks and chairs and a mm. banner for this festival season, and we never got the chance to use any of the stuff. We yet. we use it at home yeah. all yeah. the time, but we were uh, yeah, are super grateful to Eno for Eno, what they did, man. And that was super. We can't wait to get out there. We can't wait to see you guys at String Summit again. That oh, yeah. we were planning on that this year, but and just how generous they were, so generous with I, us. I know, and I the sweetest people they were just that like, work yeah, for them. Yeah, we'll send you stuff, no problem. Okay, but, and now we've not got the chance to rep them, but here they are. <laughs> and you know what, you guys, speaking of repping, if you want to get yourself some No Simple Road merch, go over to www.nosimpleroad.com, go to the top of the page, click on the word gear, and you will find a bunch of No Simple Road merch. There are some t-shirts up there. There are ladies' racerback tee. There are perfectly placed neck gaiters, a la face masks, a la headbands, a la wrist covers. You could use it to cover your cat. I don't know. There's those up there. The face, the face cover things are awesome. I can't wait till ours get here. They ship. They're so dope. We ordered our own merch. And (laughs) the weather is starting to cool off. Weather's starting to get rough. So it is hoodie weather. There's hoodies up there. And um, all kinds of stuff. So go check out coffee cups. So go check out the store over at nosimpleroad.com, man. You can hook yourself up. And thanks to all the people that have done that lately, man. You guys are fucking rad. I appreciate it. That is super cool. I love when those come in and I see that and just like my heart gets a little warm. It's not like we make a ton of dough off that stuff. I just like knowing that it's out there and that it's yeah. keeping the people, you warm. I, the people want it. Yeah. yeah that's you. it right that's there. Right. Thank you, peoples. And <laughs> If you want to do something really cool for the No Simple Road family, go to patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. That is our Chan Donator family. That are the people that are making sure Chan that we donators. can bring you these interviews every week, these conversations that we love so much and that we love giving to you guys as our gift of our creativity, time, and talent. So if you want to give us the mental space and freedom to continue doing this, then you can sign up over at Patreon. You can give as little as a buck a month or as much as you want. And that's patreon.com forward slash no simple road. And if you want to do something that doesn't cost anything, you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star review. We haven't got a new review. No, this I week. checked. There is no no new one this week. But that just means that a bunch are coming in next week. Right, right guys? Right. You're go the on one. there and do that. Do it, do man. It. And when you're posting on um Instagram, use the hashtag no simple road so we could see your stuff and we can repost it into our into our story and all that. And if you want to call in with a cool story or just say hi, you can call the tepid line at 971-808-1524. That number again, 971-808-1524. That's 971-808-1524. Call now. Operators on. <laughs> what did you say? What do they say? Operators standing by. Operators are standing they're by. They're not standing by. They're they're laying down. Anyway, you know what? What? We should get them to an interview. Kitchen with dwellers, Max, maybe? With, cat, with the kitchen dwellers. Cat yeah. dwellers? Cat dwellers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for take taking the time Max. and hanging out with us and giving us a really awesome interview and conversation. And uh, we, we can't wait to see you yeah, live we look again. Look forward to seeing you guys. guys rocked our again. socks off last year at String Summit, and and I, I'm just going to throw this out there: when we see you guys live in person next time, we would like to talk to the entire band, yeah. <laughs> all of you guys at once, Let's backstage somewhere. On. Yeah, so that we can get the full story of how you've dwelt in kitchens, and that's where I've been dwelling lately. Anyway, so stretch your stretch your toes, crack your knuckles. 
Take a deep breath. Brush your hair. Comb your teeth. Get ready for an interview. And without further ado, the No Simple Rogue Crew gives you Max Davies from the Kitchen Dwellers. All fussy and discombobulated. Fuss budget? Fuss, <laughs> fuss budget. budget. Don't call me a fuss budget, Melanie. Fuss budget? <sighs> All right. All right. We're going to call Max from Darwin, the ki- Darwin Kitchen Dwellers. Settled. Hold on. Darwin. Okay. Darwin settled. All right. Yeah. Is he? Uh-huh. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I'm chilling. Guys, go for it. Cool. Thanks, Darwin. All right, let's call Max. Max. Do it. Hold on. Where are you, Max? <laughs> Keep calling. I'm calling you. Hello, Max. <laughs> it's ringing. We've got ringage. Hello? Max. Hey, is this Aaron? This is me. Hey, how you doing? How's it going, man? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm all right, brother. Hang on a second. Let me <laughs> let me sit, situate myself. Here we go. Ah, there. Ah, <laughs> oh my goodness. What's happening, man? Um, <laughs> the other two that are here, let them introduce themselves too. Uh, welcome to the show, Max. This is Mel. Hey, Mel. How you doing today? What's going on? I'm good. Oh, not too much. Not too much. I am. Uh, I'm in Illinois, just enjoying a uh, Sunday kind of afternoon. So yeah, it's, um, a couple hours after you guys. Right on. Into the evening. All and, right, and then we have one more. Yeah, then you have the, this is the third one. This is Apple, and thank you for joining us, man. We've been trying to catch up with you guys for a little bit. We met you at uh, String Summit last year. and Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah, we kind of crossed paths. We're supposed to do an interview with Torin, which uh, everybody was just having a really, really good time there, and that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, that tends, Things like that tend to happen at String Summit. I mean, I've we've made plans with people before, and then all of a sudden it's like we don't have service. We don't know where anybody is. Everyone's out having a good time, so it can be uh, it can be tricky to meet up. Yeah, that, and that's what it's all about, being at a thing like that. It just do, yeah. do, do what happens. We, we saw it. We, me and him saw each other on the like in the bowl, and he walked up to uh-huh. me with saucer-filled eyes and was like, can we do this later? <laughs> it's like, no problem, man. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I can't say that that is very surprising to hear. That's okay. Yeah, it's all good, <laughs> so, man. Do us a favor. Um, yeah, before we, I just. We, we were very excited to be talking to you, but for our listener, I mean, most of them know who you, who you are and who you're with, but if you'd introduce yourself and tell the people who you are. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, so my name is Max, uh, Davies and I play guitar in a string band, bluegrass band called uh, Kitchen Dwellers. Well, thanks for coming on No Simple Road, Max. I appreciate it, brother. And like I said, like Apple said, it's been a long time coming and I'm glad we're finally sitting down to chat, man. Yeah. 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 Thanks for having me. It's a fucking weird time, Max. What do we do, man? Tell me, tell me what to do with the rest of my life because I don't know uh, at this point. You I'm, know, uh, I think I think we are all trying to figure it out uh, ourselves. It's, it's a wild time, you know. I'm uh, I'm back with some some family right now, and just been seeing some friends. And yeah, everyone's kind of in the same boat. Everyone's kind of going through a lot of transition phases in their lives, and uh, just you know, one day at a time. Yeah, and you guys like you've managed to stay yeah. busy. You've managed uh, to stay you, busy. <laughs> I, I, I we, we yeah. Well, we, the, the uh, we definitely thing. have stayed busy. That, that's a, oh, yeah. 
that was amazing, man. That the two nights we were just out again jamming on. I was showing Melanie the uh, the second night with the Pink Floyd, where you had the eerie setting, doing the Pink Floyd yeah. and everything. That had yeah. to have been amazing. You guys packed in that little cabin with the sound that you guys produce. Yeah, that was really fun. Uh, we've we definitely managed to, you know, just try to really not take the foot off the gas too much. Uh, it's been nice just because we've been able to do different things, um, like the cabin set. Uh, you know, usually we'd just be kind of road dog, and that's what we've been doing for like you know, five years or so more really. But, uh, so yeah, it's been, it's been fun to do something, uh, you know, different creatively, like the idea of the cabin set. Um, we, that was out in the woods in Montana and our friend has this property out there and he has this cabin. He's been trying to get us to, to go out there for a while. And, you know, this whole thing came up with the reheated thing. Um, so I guess for, for people that don't know, we do, uh, this was our second, installment of this uh, series called Reheated. So we, we choose one of our favorite bands and we kind of try to put our own twist on it. So for this last one, we did Pink Floyd and we're all huge Pink Floyd fans. And so we kind of, we were thinking, well, we should try to do recreate their live at Pompeii video. So we just kind of had this idea to go out to a cabin and play a show to nobody. And yeah. So on that second night we got the, um, play a bunch of the Floyd tunes and get crazy lights and just it was really it was a good time we we worked on it with a bunch of friends that were up there filming so we actually like camped out right behind the cabin and that was nice because it you know it kind of fulfilled some some festival um needed festival vibes yeah yeah and then Aaron are you gonna ask him the question Aaron what but we're wondering. Yeah, was it a smoke machine or was that room hot boxed? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe a little bit of both. Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, the the vibe of that thing. So I didn't know that it was a video, right? And so this morning, it's like six o'clock this morning. Cool weather outside. There's a school next to our house that has a running track, and I go running over there. So you got to like uh-huh. picture like it's kind of dawn. And the birds are chirping. It's kind of wet outside. I'm walking through the forest, listening to Welcome to the Machine from you guys. Uh-huh. And I, just the vibe of it was so perfect for the moment. <laughs> it created this whole trip in my head, made, made me have a great run. So thanks, man. But And then I came home and Apple was like, have you seen the video of them doing, doing Pink Floyd? I was like, holy shit. I was just running to that and saw it. Oh, and wow. It's so eerie. That the look of the the difference between the daytime and the nighttime was so drastic. Oh and, yeah, and so, the vibe so in there was crazy, man. Well, when you say in your coup trying to kind of capture the Pompeii, that makes sense now with the way they did that. It that's awesome. Hey Max, hang on one yeah. sec. Hang on one second, man. I gotta. I forgot to do something before we started, and I'm getting echo in my room. It's driving me out of my mind. Oh. Hang on one second, okay? Oh What'd yeah, no worries. Yeah, that that's why he's the editor and the conductor. I'm like, I don't hear the echo. <laughs> are are all three of you together? Um, we we live up here. In, we're in Portland, Oregon, and Aaron and me have been best friends since we were 12 years old. I'm 51 now. He's 48, 
And then Melanie, Melanie is Aaron's wife. They've been together going on 23 years here soon. Yeah, November. And we all moved up here together like four years ago. We, most of our lives lived in Las Vegas, a whole different world. And we decided to get to Pacific Northwest and enjoy the beauty and get to a place where stuff like uh, string summit happens and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm yeah. Back. We, we love the Northwest. Um, that's such a, such a good part of the country. And yeah, it's probably a little bit, a little bit different than Vegas. Yeah. Uh, much <laughs> like, like a different, pla- <laughs> different planet. <laughs> totally different. It's, it's so trippy, man. Like, and I wonder if you've experienced this being on the road. So you said, are you from Illinois? Or are you living there? I grew up in Illinois. I moved out to Montana when I was 18 and have, I've, you know, after I've lived some other places, but more or less have, have lived in Montana for the better part of a decade. Yeah. Okay. So like growing up and living in Vegas, I never felt at home there. And uh-huh. we came on vacation up here one year for New Year's Eve, just out of the blue. And when I got back to Vegas, I was telling Mel, like, I felt more at home there than I do at home. I think we need to move. Yeah. Have you ever felt that when you're traveling around and you go to a city that you've never been to before and you just like feel comfortable at home? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There are some places that we go to that I, I just feel so comfortable there and, and yeah, I can't like the next time we're there, I'm just like, Oh yeah, I kind of forgot that this place really gels with just how I am. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's kind of why the guys in the band, uh, we all end up in Montana is just cause we, you know, feel pretty at home there. So, uh, you know, similar mountain towns like Asheville, North Carolina, definitely in the Northwest. We, uh, our time spent in Oregon and Washington. Um, we, we definitely love Florida there. So, uh, yeah, I can definitely, definitely yeah, agree with that. It's, it's a trip to, to think about <laughs> that a place can have that kind of effect on you. And so thinking about that, I wanted to ask you about bluegrass because the stuff that you guys will cover and the influences that you have, you know, are kind of the same stuff that we listen to. And how did it end up being a bluegrass band? Was it just because of the instruments that you guys all played that that's what happened or was it something different? It was definitely uh, kind of a conglomeration of a lot of things. I mean, I that's I grew up listening to Pink Floyd. I mean, I listened to Pink Floyd every day for years. That I think my parents eventually were like, uh, some, "You got a weird obsession with the fan." <laughs> um, I mean, same, same, you know, same with the Dead. It's like all I was. I was a rock and roll kid, uh, and then yeah, moved to Montana and. Um, everyone there was playing bluegrass instruments. All the, all the jams at school were kind of focused around bluegrass instruments. It was just easier to get together with people with acoustic instruments. You know, we didn't really have a space to, to fit everybody with drums and all that. Uh, and yeah, so everyone kind of comes from a similarly different background. Uh, Joe, the bass player is very into like electronic music. Uh, Torin, Torin listens to a lot of uh, like punk and and metal. And Will Swain, our, our mandolin player, grew up on metal, and he's he's probably the most bluegrass head guy in the band. But we all we all share like the same love for just 
live music, mm-hmm. which I think is a, uh, you know, made it, made it work. It's, we all realize that we're coming from different backgrounds, but we're just trying to do something that, you know, has a similar thread throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I guess, you know, the bluegrass, at least for me, acoustic music, uh, I really didn't start diving deep into it until I moved to Montana. Uh, I was a fan, you know, I, I grew up listening to like Bale Fleck and, and, uh, a little bit of Dalma Curry, but like, you know, didn't really get deep into, into the whole world until I moved out to Montana. Wow. That's, that's cool, man. And something that I didn't realize until we went to string summit actually is the similarity between electronic music and, and bluegrass. Yeah. Seeing it live really opened our eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I love playing in our band is because Joe who's on bass is he's our electronic guy. So he's just kind of, I mean, he plays like, I'll listen back to stuff and he'll play stuff rhythmically. That is, it's so foreign to me that I, yeah, I, I just love it. Um, Mm -hmm. and just the whole, yeah, I mean, strength summit, the late night, late night scene. Um, it's definitely got an, you know, electronic feeling at times. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, in listening to that stuff, Especially, okay, so bluegrass music is one of those styles of music that, like, not only is there a lot of folklore around it, but there's also, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, standard. There's, like, mm-hmm. old school bluegrass guys, and then there's, like, camps. Of yeah, like, it's like, it's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a steep tradition. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for, tradition. And the guys, I... I that we've talked to that don't play traditional bluegrass get shit from the guys that <laughs> play traditional <laughs> bluegrass. Have you run up against that in, in that scene? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, cause that's the thing. Most of our guys are like self kind of self taught. It's, I mean, I've, I've had the same feelings from playing with some bluegrass uh, musicians that, you know, I have with, meeting like a classical musician it's like it needs to be played perfectly uh it needs to mirror you know the the people that created the music and so yeah there's kind of been this weird uh well i think it's a great shift you know because bluegrass music is it's an american you know art form and so in itself it should be shifting and changing um chris pandolfi the banjo player from the infamous string dusters he he wrote this really cool uh article that was like kind of just addressing all of that like how it it shouldn't be so rigid and uh, it should be it should evolve and change and i mean that's i think that's awesome yeah Yeah. where where would you see it like evolving and changing the way that you guys play well so we use we use a good amount of effects pedals because of kind of all the influences that we've already talked about but you know i mean standard traditional bluegrass music does not have (laughs) effect pedals (laughs) (laughs) and yeah we we have parts of our songs where we go on extended jams and uh and but that is also a part of bluegrass music you know they, they they did have parts where they would just like let someone you know rip over uh over some some parts of the song so yeah we uh i would say probably the effects are the are the biggest, yeah. the biggest difference or change. So 
when things aren't all fucked up and upside down with the pandemic and you're touring and on the road and, you know, fans are coming to see a Kitchen Dweller show, like, what's your hope for, for people that are coming to see you before all this happened? That you, what, what do you want the, f- the fan or the listener to get from coming to see you guys play? Uh, I mean, that's a great question. We, we really just kind of want everyone to come to the show, feel, uh, feel like they can let loose and have a great time kind of any, any way they want to, you know, we like, I never want someone to come to a show feeling like, Oh, I have to be a certain way or do a certain thing. Like we just want it to be a super open, fun, uh, you know, joyous, joyous time. And I definitely have had those moments where it's like, I'm just looking out and everyone is just having (laughs) such a great time. And it's like, this is exactly why we do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, really just, yeah. Like, you know, we don't have, we don't have high expectations. We just want to make sure that (laughs) by the end of the night, it's, we've hopefully played as hard as we possibly can. Everyone is leaving happy and, you know, got, got what they wanted out of coming to the show yeah that that makes sense man and do you think that that thing will change so that's why i asked like before all this happened i i the question was loaded so do you you think that'll change now that we're when we come out of this and we're back seeing stuff again i mean i think the kind of like the coming to a show and and the safety thing is gonna maybe look a little bit different um, you mean phys- uh, physical? We got, we got physical, a barking dog over it's here. It's cool. Whatever. We, we <laughs> yeah, <have> yeah. <laughs> physical space is what you're talking about. I, I mean, I think so. I think people are going to be a little more conscious of it. And um, I, one of the things that I've I've enjoyed about, well, I, I shouldn't say enjoyed, but something that I've I've just noticed and kind of been grateful for is that you know when this all started, we did these Zoom parties and it was nice to see people coming onto the zoom parties that probably wouldn't come to a show because either it's too late at night or they don't feel comfortable around other people. So, uh, yeah. So I think maybe when, wow. Yeah. So you can reach a different audience. I I didn't think of that through all this. I guess a lot of people that can't make it to shows are able to catch a lot more music right now with the streams. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a different experience, but it's still exposing them to uh, maybe yeah music that they weren't aware of before. Um, so maybe maybe we'll see some of those people out at shows after this all. Maybe the <laughs> shows will be streamed and people can kind of keep enjoying it. Um, but yeah, I mean, your guess is <laughs> as good as mine at this point. Yeah, it's it's a trip, man. It is a daily thing of like a thought process that happens with me lately is like are we coming out of this are we going to be in this for another 10 years like where are we going where am i what day is it it's yeah it's fucking hard man and i mean for us just so we're three years into the show right and okay this this summer that is happening right now was like our breakout summer 
Like we were the okay. official podcast of Northwest String Summit. We were the official podcast of Skull and Roses Festival. We were working on Hog Farm Hangout. Like Lockin, possibly. Lockin. Yeah, all this shit was happening and then we got shit on with COVID. And yeah. And the traveling that we did, all that stopped. Like you know, everything stopped. And mm-hmm. it's a serious, trippy, difficult adjustment for us, right? And so I can't imagine, you said five years you guys have been on the road, the adjustment for you of just everything coming to a halt. How did you handle it? You know, uh, at first it was all the, you know, the obvious horrible nature of what's going on. At first it was a welcome break from the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the first, it was the longest any of us had ever been home uh, in, you know, a very long time. So, I mean, I think everybody at first was like, Oh, this is really great. We can, we can kind of sort of get into a a natural rhythm of just day to day life. um, Cause we were doing all these zoom shows from home. So it felt like we were, we were kind of still on tour, but just from our own town. But I mean the whole, I mean, just talking to my friends and people that, have either, you know, their, their work life has changed dramatically too. It's just, uh, it's been, it hasn't been easy. Uh, but I think a lot of people are definitely trying to find some silver lining. I, the, the, I just, the people that I really kind of feel bad for that I think about often are, are like young kids that are either, uh, in, in high school or like going into college or even, even younger kids in elementary schools. Like that's kind of who I think about the most right now. Yeah. Dude, we, we have a, Mel and I have a 18 year old son that was a senior last year. So no problem. So, no, this no, year. No, this, this year. year. This yeah. year. So yeah. no problem. No, nothing for him. Like, just fuck you. You're an adult now. That's. I mean, I, I, I like, I just, it makes me so sad that, mm-hmm. that that's their reality. Right. It's they're going to grow. They, they're growing up in a different, different way. Yeah. But you know what though, man, like one of the things that I think about, that you talk about being grateful for stuff through this. One of the things that I'm grateful for is the way that the music community and the artists that we talk to and know have responded to this thing. And with creativity, that's what I was. Yeah. The creation hasn't stopped. It's actually like the pedal has been pushed even harder than it was prior. And I, I think that there's a lot of healing that's going to come out of the art that's created right now for those kids and us, man. I mean, that's the, the goal of art is to reflect the world in a different kind of a way. So how can it not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. There's going to be some really great stuff that comes out of this. uh, I think with, in that regard. Yeah. Have you guys, um, did I see that you're doing drive drive-in shows? Yeah, we did one down in Fort Collins with our good friends band, uh, band the Magic Beans. Oh yeah, and then we're doing uh, we're doing two over Labor Day weekend in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Wow! So that's gonna be fun. I think that's with that's with the guys from Leftover Salmon and um, Tyler Grant. Tell so me, tell those, me. I'm really looking forward to those. Tell me about that experience, man, because. I'm, yeah, we, I'm, I'm 50, 50 on it. hard to help picture. me out. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it, it was so cool. We were, 
it was just so good to play in front of people. It was it was kind of a trip because everyone's so far away, mm-hmm. and like the cars didn't start, and so they were pretty far back. And uh, but like at night, I mean, all people busted out in the hula hoops, and and everybody was dancing next to their car. I mean, it felt it felt so good just to mm-hmm. see people dancing, and and it was kind of crazy because after we played, we talked to a lot of people that were there, and they were like, I didn't I didn't realize how much I missed it. This is what they were saying. They were like, we didn't, we didn't realize really how much we missed it, how much we needed it. And it was just, everybody was super happy. And, uh, so yeah, that one was kind of interesting because they, there could be no on stage noise because it was kind of, it was butted up against the neighborhood. So they couldn't have any on stage noise. So like even the drum for the other band, the drum kit they brought in had to be, um, like a drum pad, uh, like electric, electronic drum machine. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, so I, I have these really funny videos of like their whole band just rocking out, but the stage is completely silent. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I think this, yeah, dude, <laughs> and I mean, there's no, there's no PA. So like everyone's <laughs> just listening to it from their car speaker. Uh, it was different, but it was, but that's, you know, but that's still what we got to do right now. People danced and were able to get out. Yeah. And, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. And for you guys, so so then everything is in ears at that point, right? Yep. Yeah. Like so even like disco. the other band, maybe some of the members. Yeah. It, it, that's We heard that a lot. People were like, oh, this is kind of like a silent disco. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Bro. So, Max, yeah. what is it like? Why did you guys decide to like, like, we're going to go play wherever we can, whatever. Like, what was it for you guys that are like, we're just going to keep going? Because some some musicians are like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to wait till it's safe or, you know, whatever the story is. Or maybe they just can't get everybody together. But why would you guys decide like, yeah, we're going to keep going? Yeah. So we I mean, we're definitely fortunate that we all live close by to one another. Yeah. So we've still been able to get together. It's a lot of our friends' bands, you know, people may live in different different parts of the country. So we've been just lucky in that way. And uh, you know, we also we need to make a living. So kind of like we uh I mean it's it, yes, it was definitely a little bit of necessity, which is, you know, that's just that's that's why we do it. Yeah, um it's great. And, uh, but so the one in Fort Collins, for instance, that was, we usually play this festival called Beanstalk and it's the magic beans festival down in Colorado. And it was, you know, it was mostly, I got to give it to those guys. They, they jumped on it and they were like, well, if we can't do the festival, we got to do something. And so they put together the, the drive-in show and we were like, yeah, absolutely. We'll do it. So, uh, yeah, it's just kind of, you know, it's us knowing them and everyone just kind of trying to work our way through it Mm -hmm. it's it's a trip to me to see like i remember like maybe uh four days after quarantine started like when they came out with the order of like stay home i posted a video and i was like okay this is the time when the musical community can shine like this is this is when we all come together and we have the opportunity to do something really awesome right now and I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see what comes out of all of this. So now flash forward five and a half months later, we're figuring it out, man. I mean, it doesn't look like it did before and that's cool. Whatever. Nothing ever does. Life changes, shit morphs, whatever. But we are figuring it out. And for you guys, it's, 
like you said, it's you do it not not for for the money. Like that's obviously you do it for a living, but it's who you are. And yeah, can you imagine yourself doing anything else, Max? Like seriously, I at the moment definitely not. I mean, this is this is we have we've committed to it. We're, uh, you know, the guys in the band. Where it's like we're sort of blood brothers at uh at the moment and it's you know we're just you got to stay you got to stay committed yeah and it's cool to see us all finding our way and figuring it out and coming through this thing and is uh is there something that you guys are working on through this other than the shows have you been writing any new music or um working on anything that's getting ready to come out or anything like that yeah, so everybody's got, uh, it sounds, we've been talking a lot and everybody has the material right now. We're, we're trying to figure out, um, a space to go, just kind of hash through it all. And so we've even, we've tossed around going back up to the cabin where we did the, mm. uh, the Pink Floyd cabin sets, uh, go just going back up there and kind of rehearsing and, and writing. Um, cause I think everyone's feeling, feeling like they need to get some some music out and uh yeah it would be we're definitely be great to do that we're looking forward to doing that we're we're working on this project that would basically probably wouldn't come out until the fall but uh and i'm not really sure how much i you know am Mm -hmm. in air quotes allowed to talk about it but it would be it'd be cool it would be uh it'd be more of a video thing um and so I, we're kind of, that's a little, like a project that we're working on right now. Um, but I think everybody's definitely feeling the need to, uh, to kind of get some, some more new music out there. Yeah. You, you talk, so, go ahead. Apple. Well, I was just going to say, yeah. So, I mean, obviously the juices are flowing and everything. This is, this was going to take it off track unless you had, I do have something I wanted to ask. go ahead yeah. then I'll bring it back to this. All right. You, you talk about like the, the need to get music out. And, mm-hmm. and that's not something that, you know, I don't wake up with that. You know, I, the things that are happening in the world don't move me to, to make music. Uh, I, they move mm-hmm. me to do other shit. For, <laughs> for you, man, like, how did you figure that out? That, that the things that in life and whatever inside of you are, were moving you to make music. How did that happen? So I've always kind of thought that I had a, little bit of a different, uh, I guess, reason for doing it. I, I, I see people and it's like, and that, that just need to play and produce music, uh, is very instilled in them. But, uh, I think for me, like the reason that I do it is just because music has had such a huge impact on my life. I mean, I've, just ever since I was a kid and it was like, I was kind of gravitated towards it and it's, it's helped me through a lot of different times in my life. And it just, it takes me to a different place. And this is all just like growing up. It was listening to it before I even started really diving in and playing. And it's, it's almost like I do it out of, uh, just, I, I am so appreciative of what music has done for me. I do it so that I can hopefully maybe give a little of that back. Um, just kind of like give it back to wherever it comes from. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a little, I don't know. I just, I've always felt that weird way about it. I don't, I don't think that's weird. I, 
I get it. Like a calling. Yeah. And music is life too. I mean, it is life. And yeah. Is it a trip to, to realize I've asked a couple of people this and I've gotten different answers, but like, you know, as music fans, before you started playing, we've all had experiences at shows that are otherworldly or whatever. And, and, we realize that the music is bigger than just music and for what it's worth. And Mm -hmm. for a musician, there's got to come a time when like you're standing on the stage making music and you realize, Oh shit, I'm the one that's doing that thing that I loved so much that now I'm the person giving it out. Have you ever like come to grips with that and thought about that? Uh, I mean, I've definitely, I hope that, I hope that that's a possibility. <laughs> that's what's happening. Right on. Uh, you know, I, get um, it. Yeah. I, I look at, I look at people's faces and when they're very, very, you know, they're having a moment or whatever. It's like, it's, it's very, uh, it just feels really, really good. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that that's, we're able to achieve that at times and yeah, it's definitely, it, it is, it's just a great feeling. Yeah. yeah. What, what were you going to say, Apple? Oh, what was what I was going to say? Just a, a little, this is a little bit more about us too. That we we recently, like I said, we moved up here four years ago, and we really were not bluegrass fans. We weren't like not you know like oh I don't like bluegrass. <clears throat> but since we moved up here, there's a lot more bluegrass that comes through the uh, this area. Mm-hmm. And last year at String Summit, like Aaron said, we realized seeing you guys, and I mean that was such a great bill. Everybody was there. And just nonstop music, we realized. I remember Mel saying it too. And we realized how fun and easy it is to dance to bluegrass. Oh I mean, you can just party <laughs> yeah. your ass yeah. off to bluegrass, and everybody's oh, yeah. doing it. Like, like even at like <laughs> some dead shows, and you know, like Dead and Company, and so you see some people aren't that into it. But like at String Summit, it was a hundred percent participation yeah. of everybody that was there, and it blew our minds. And that seeing you seeing you guys yeah just amazing and then the other thing that goes along with that is we learn we're laughing we still do it once in a while you can make you can do a cover of any song ever written and and do it in a bluegrass cover and it works (laughs) like this morning i just found a video was showing melanie and air of you guys on the street corner like doing raspberry beret by prince and it worked (laughs) it was freaking awesome it just translates so well it just it has that little that drive. It's like the driving beat that yes. just you just can't help but move your feet to it. Yeah, just shuffle in and <laughs> yeah, it, 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 yeah. If you can't move your butt, then your butt's broken. <laughs> <laughs> who picks who picks the covers, Max? Is it is it a, a family affair or is there one of you guys that's like, let's try doing this one and then you know? Uh, well, any everyone kind of has their. Their own ones that we've we've picked and we've worked on, and and every, that's the thing that I enjoy about our band is that everyone seems to be very open to trying a cover. Like you know, Torin will bring um, like like this Bouncing Souls cover that we do. That you know, it's a song that I had never heard before, and and it just works. And people that know that song love that song. <laughs> um, and yeah, everyone everyone throws throws covers into the mix. Uh, I mean, we were playing Whipping Post back there for a while. We've been playing Lettuce Song Whoa. for Joe and yeah, Swain. Um, 
Swain is, you know, he knows so much about bluegrass that we, he tends to bring more of like the, the bluegrass covers to the table. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's, it's a healthy mix. It's definitely a democratic thing. That's cool, man. That's really cool. And I want to go back to something that you talked about at the very beginning of our conversation. And you mentioned like Pink Floyd having a big influence on you when you were younger and how you listened to it all the time. And, you know, a lot of us in the scene, the Grateful Dead and Fish were that for us. And, you know, mm-hmm. I know I, I get it. But for you, man, what was it about them that drew you the way it did and, and hit you the way it did? What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Just the their music sonically, it was when I would listen to it, every single time I would listen to it, I would hear something new. And I was listening to the same recording, you know, because uh, they're, I think they're in the studio. They're just, they had, the sounds they could get out of the studio were just unlike anything that I'd heard. And I couldn't even pinpoint what instrument was making that noise. Yeah. And it was like every time that I, every time I listened to it, I could just hear something new. And it was, it was just, you know, blew me away. It just transported me. And just like, I mean, I've, the dead and, and fish definitely, you know, the same. And it's super guitar driven. I've always, been gravitated towards the guitar uh and yeah just the the noises that they could make i think that's what kind of kind of drew me to it i i have a a memory of being like 19 years old and laying on my stomach in an apartment in vegas on acid listening to dark side of the moon and like really hearing it for the first time and being like yeah jesus christ this there's nothing like this like that's why i asked you that question because of that that made me think of that moment and there's those moments that stick with you like that with music dude that that's a trip to me that like your life is filled with thousands and millions of little vignette memories in your head but there's music does something special for people that like creates these uh, watercolor paintings in our minds of moments Mm -hmm. and that i think is the live music experience at least for me like those shows are mountaintop moments is it is it like that when you're on the stage too like do you look back on the the body of work that you've done and that's like a mountaintop experience for you yeah i i it's funny because when when we're playing it i can't pin like I wouldn't be able to necessarily pinpoint a a moment musically but I could definitely pinpoint maybe the way the way that we were feeling that day or the type of gig it was um so it's 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 the same thing but instead of being the listener and having listening to a piece of music and it's transporting you back to maybe a certain time when you're listening to it a lot it's kind of I can I can think back to um, where we were and how we were feeling as a band as, as opposed to the actual 
music that we were playing. Wow. So, uh, yeah, just, I guess, different. And there's a brotherhood in that, too. I mean, my my memory is a solo thing, but your memory is, is with your bros, your, your band. Yeah. And there is something peculiar and unique to bluegrass music that is created when you guys get together and play. I don't know if it's because there's no drummer or it's all string instruments. I don't know what the reason is, but there's a spirit in, in bluegrass music that doesn't exist in any other genre style or way of playing. Do you know what I'm talking about? I suppose. uh, I mean, the thing that that makes me think about is since we don't have a drummer, uh, we tend to speed up and slow down in ways that it's difficult to do with a drummer. You know, a drummer is they're trained to keep, to keep rhythm and keep time, uh, steady. Whereas we tend to like shift as a unit. Um, we, we kind of swell up and somebody recently was talking about like lilting, uh, a little bit. And so we kind of, I think that's, that's the thing that you can do with, with bluegrass because it's just, you know, it's all acoustic instruments and we're not exactly adhered to, okay, the whole entire song needs to be this speed. I mean, you can, you you can do that with drums too. Like other, you know, the dead and and fish do that a Mm -hmm. lot. Um, but, uh, but I think that's one thing that is, you know, you can definitely achieve with, with bluegrass instrumentation. A little different freedom there. Right. Yeah. I just, I read an article recently, or part of an article with um, with Trey, and he was talking about Fishman's drumming, and and uh, he said the the reason that we can do what we do is because we're following Fishman, and Fishman will sometimes slow down and speed up, and we all go with him, and that cre- right, and that creates the jam. And I never thought yeah. of that before. Like that is what does create the jam. That's what brings the music into different sonic spaces, right? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite things I've ever heard Trey say was when he was talking about Fishman. He was like, Fishman is my favorite drummer because he's one of the few people that actually plays the drums as an instrument as opposed to just keeping time or fulfilling a certain part of the song. I mean, he's, he's playing playing the drums with feeling, uh, which I, I just love that. Wow. And yeah. I agree, totally agreed with it. Yeah, and there's a a synergy that is created with the band members that isn't found anywhere else. And that is, that seems to me like one of the, even more than talent, the important part of being in a band is having the right guys together. Like there's a certain mix. So like with you guys, how did it start? How did kitchen dwellers begin? And, like get going yeah so uh i joined the band probably like six years ago it, the band was started in college um i think torin and swain or maybe it was swain and joe but they met like their first day in college freshman year first class and they were like hey you want to be in a band <laughs> the other guy was like yeah sure <laughs> uh yeah, and so it was started their freshman year in college, and I'm a couple years older than them, so I was moving away from Montana, 
uh, kind of as they were getting going. And uh, so they, they started just playing in kitchens, playing open mics and playing around our hometown Bozeman. And uh, yeah, they just kind of started hitting the road from there. And they did the Telluride band competition uh, a couple times. Mm-hmm. And, and then I had moved back to Montana and was in a bluegrass band and we, we opened for them a bunch. And like, I mean, we, there are so many inter, intersecting lines. I mean, like the guys that I grew up with in my hometown in Illinois, we both moved out to Montana and we, like we were the two kids sitting in the basement all night in high school just playing music. And, uh, and he was actually in their band. He played fiddle with them for a while. So it's just, there were like all these intersecting lines. Um, and it just kind of was meant to be. And when like six years ago, their guitar player left and, um, yeah, I was like, absolutely. I will, uh, I will join you guys. <laughs> I will definitely step in. Yeah. It's, it's, so, it's uh, hard yeah. to find a mix of guys that, that gel together, man. And when you, you all get up there on the stage, there's something magic that happens, bro, that you, you guys blew our minds when we saw you, like it, it was really, really special, dude. And, and so thanks for that. It was really cool to, to watch what you do. And I, like Apple was saying, I wasn't a huge bluegrass fan. Like, like he said, I didn't dislike it. I just wasn't into it. Didn't know about it. We haven't been taught yet. (laughs) And, and seeing what you guys do, I didn't know it was possible. Like, I didn't understand that you could take bluegrass in that direction. And is that like you were saying to Mel, like I think the thing that we do differently sonically with our stuff is the effects and whatnot. I guess that's just part of who you are, right? I mean, you, you bring your influences along with you and wanting the art form to expand and grow. You just naturally do that thing, right? Yeah, that's, it's kind of one of those things where we've just agreed that this is, this is the type of band we are and everyone's going to bring, bring whatever moves them, their influence, they're going to play, they're going to play what they're, they're going to play. And, uh, we're just not trying to really exist inside of one, one box. It's, it's, it's yeah. really cool, man. It, Bluegrass is doing a great, because we all are kind of tired of that genre thing. Like, quit putting everything in a box. Why well, we got to label it? But, just music. Well, but Bluegrass has some of the best new breakoff genres, like you guys with Galaxy Grass and then Jam Grass and <laughs> trash, then, grass. Like, trash Grass. Trash. And, oh, yeah. The Rum, Rumpke Boys. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Them. Those guys. <laughs> they, they, took oh, me to, they took me to another place. They Those cats. That's what. um one of the things that I was thinking about while we were talking is like bluegrass music um, takes you into a space. It, it makes you feel like you're going somewhere with it. <laughs> Cause of that. Beat. Like, yeah. It's like that, it's that it, driving. It's that yes, drive. Yes. That. And, and so it like, it's one of those things you like it with Rumpke. We were talking about them. Like they took us to this, like, dark scary, little scary, scary little swamp. place like at the swamp at the you know uh, that night set at string summit and then when we got there it was so beautiful like yeah it's like technically amazing and yeah and then you look at them and they are having the fucking time of their lives they <laughs> are just chilling smiling or just zoned out or whatever like and like just as a you know, patron of festivals, concerts, all that, like 
for all you guys that do that thank you so much like because you really do transport the people and going back to something you said earlier about when like letting people cut loose like that's a big deal people are all stuffy all week or all month or whatever and to be able to release and get loose and you're providing that fun little like you know journey to go on that is incredible so thanks for you know staying consistent and doing stuff and just kind of recreating yourselves through this whole you know pandemic thing so yeah that's what I had to say to you Max just like kind of more of a listening today but I just wanted to throw that in there because you guys really do transport um, and you certainly did that at Northwestern Summit for us last year so thanks I appreciate it yeah of course it's it's a well, there, there's well, there's something about like we were talking about this at Strings and Sense that there's something about like the uh, like we were talking about earlier, like the nostalgia, the kind of old school. There, there's a, there's an old, dirty, gritty background mm-hmm. that that comes through in bluegrass. It's there. It, it's like a journey, and it, it is kind of dirty and gritty, and you feel it and hear it. There's, there's just like nothing that. like it. Dirty, gritty, but like yeah. also light but and also, fun. And- you look at Del McCurry, he's wearing a suit. You know? Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. It, I mean, it's, it's real music played by, you know, just everyday people. So yeah, I think that's kind of that. People. It's yeah. like, it has, yeah, it has just like a, a realness to it. You know, we're, we're working, we're working musicians. We got to play gigs to, to make money. So, you know, I think that kind of just comes out that that grittiness probably comes out a little bit. Yeah. And it's one of the few truly, like you said earlier, American art forms. I think jazz can be considered that and bluegrass. And I can't really, like maybe the blues, but beyond that, there's not really much that's like an American thing. And it's cool to see, the the psychedelic world and the bluegrass world kind of come together man in in bands like you guys and give folks that wouldn't normally have entrance into that scene entrance because i know i wouldn't if it it that's what brought us yeah that's what the the psychedelic twist is what brought me in and yeah open the door so thanks man that's that's a a cool thing that you guys are doing, dude. It, it's you driving an awesome bus that yeah, you let us all yeah. jump on. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thanks. Yeah, I mean, we were we were, we were, the first. I would got really got introduced. You know, when I was in high school, I was going to a lot of string cheese shows, and so they they have elements. You know, the blue rats, and then yeah. in when uh, I went out to Montana, and there's this festival called Big Sky Big Grass, and we went and I mean, it is just such a good time. The bands all stay in the hotels where, uh, where everyone else is staying. And so the jams that happen, there are just like legendary. They, you know, they're like, it's kind of like string stuff. I mean, you can go and you can find, find, you know, some of your favorite people play until four in the morning. And just, I remember being in this tiny bar and the string dusters were playing and that it was just like, Holy cow. Cause they, you know, they can definitely, they jam, they get, they get weird. They get out there and mm-hmm. they're all just insanely good musicians. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of, it was a similar thing. I was like, okay, this is really something I can, I can get into. Yeah. It, it's a, it's beautiful. And it, that's the thing. Like, I guess that's kind of the theme been the theme of this conversation, at least in my head, like, that, that things that are 
out there can morph and change and become something different and more beautiful than they were in the beginning. And it's, it's through this weird struggle that we're all going through right now, finding our footing that that's happening, man. And yeah, I, I really, really hope for you guys that this all chills out sooner rather than later. And we can all come back together and be dancing again <clears throat> without, a six foot barrier between all of us. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what pe- people are. We're social creatures. We want to be, we want to be up in each other's business. Yeah, we totally. Do. Yeah, we, we say do. we don't. And then we really do, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. get, out, get out of my face. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, well, I need I didn't a hug. Mean that. <laughs> well, man, I actually think I might've liked that. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, there is encouragement. I mean, we pretty much have seen, and uh, I mean, not, there's not going to be anything huge this year, but I just saw you guys posted it the other day on Instagram that, that summer camp that they're building up for Memorial day next, next year. That just looks um, like it's going to be amazing. There's so many bands on that bill. Yeah, yeah. Summer camp is it's huge. Uh, we've been we've been lucky enough to play that a couple times, and it's always it's always a great time. It's such a big festival and so much good music. That was one of the first festivals I think I went there because I'm from Illinois. I went there my senior year of high school, and it just it is such a good time. So I I you know I hope that I hope we can. I hope we can make that one happen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, hopefully I by too. May. That's uh, yeah. Jesus. And I hope sure. it'll be there. I, we didn't talk about that yet, but like three nights on um, freeze kitchen. I mean, the bill is just insane. Okay. Yeah. So before, before we take off, I want to ask you one last thing. And if, if you don't have a memory of it, it's cool. But I have a couple of memories of like concerts that, are the at the top of my list like one is fish at the gorge from a couple of years ago and my first mm-hmm. and my first dead show radiohead at Modus yeah radiohead too <laughs> i gotta throw that in there but um for you do you have a, a memory of a of a favorite concert or a favorite moment at a concert that so you, well that you it's funny that you playing. said fish at the gorge because that was kind of where I definitely, the first time I went to the gorge for fish was, uh, it was an amazing, amazing experience. Um, but I mean, I have, I, I'm going to sound, I have to keep going with, with Pink Floyd here. Uh, (laughs) I went and saw, (laughs) I went and saw David Gilmore in, I think it was in 2006 at the Rosemont theater, um, in Chicago. And it just was so so incredible i mean i that was a show where you know it's all seated everyone's sitting down but i think by the end of the show my back was pressed into the the seat so hard that like you had to pry me off of it because i was just so floored the whole entire like the time music I mean, was sticking you to the chair <laughs> oh yeah yeah i mean laser beam uh yeah it was it was such a good such a good show and i mean it was crazy because you know he doesn't tour that much, so to be able to go at catch. that time was was definitely a catch. That um, well, that answer that I was going to ask you earlier too that the, the Pink Floyd's one of your favorites. If you ever got a chance, I mean, because like I'm 51, I never got a chance. I mean, there was a couple chances of like the they got back together for a minute or Roger Waters mm-hmm. doing this or that, and they are so influential and. 
such a trip. Yeah. I mean, me and Aaron, I mean, going back to like Echoes and everything, I mean, their catalog is so deep and different, but I never got a chance to see them. And Gilmore, yeah. I mean, you're a guitar player. I mean, there's nobody that plays like Gilmore. It's just insane. He's they had to peel yeah. off the seat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he'll stick yeah. you to your seat. You're that yeah. dude at the end of the show that's still sitting, and there's like four people left. Like in the, the arena. zenith guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sir. You need to leave now. That's uh, rad that somebody yeah. or a, like that a group can influence you that much. That you that's like a stream through your life. Like that's pretty sweet mm-hmm. shout out yeah Pink floyd yeah <laughs> right on and Max. but i mean the uh the first time we ever went and saw string cheese they had a that was super impactful um you know i well and similar talking about bands though that um you never thought you'd see i mean i i basically got way into fish in like 2004 so i was like oh this is a band that i'm getting obsessed with that i will never see again Oh shit! So, that's, oh, taking, yeah. that's breaking up or picking a break. Whoa. Yeah. So oh, that was drag. the first. The first time I was able to see them was that was a big moment. Yeah, it, it, the the gorge is is a a very special spot for whatever reason. I don't know if it's the land or it the, is, it's the land or it's whatever, everything. man. But that that place puts the puts the smack down on you for whatever reason yeah. it's pretty pretty fucking amazing and when it makes you journey every time we've we've gone there a few times and it's like you gotta walk so damn far but it's worth it it makes you earn it you're like okay yeah. that was the journey you know now here's the reward totally right that's on. great yeah all right, Max. Thank you, man, for for hanging out with us, brother. And for everybody out there, I mean, you want to direct them anywhere or have them go check out anything? Sure. Yeah. I mean, the thing we just released it's our uh, our second reheated, so that's on that's on all the streaming stuff. It's on Spotify. Uh, but yeah, we, that's our newest, our latest recording. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're on we're on Facebook and, and Instagram and. Uh, and all the like, so we're we're pretty easy to find on the internet. Right on, brother. Hey, man, I I really hope that next summer we we cross paths again and can sit down and share a hug and laugh about all this. <laughs> I really do. Likewise, likewise. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so much for for having me, and it was it was definitely a pleasure talking with y'all. Right. Yeah, yeah, give thanks, uh, give the rest of the guys our love and appreciation, man. And we look forward to boogieing and seeing you guys live soon. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. I'll tell them all hello, and yeah, hope to hope to see you guys soon. Cool, man. Have a good day, Max. All right, you too. Later, see ya.
pipeline filling in time Provided with toys and scouting for boys You bought a guitar to punish your mom And you didn't like school And you know you're nobody's fool So
the kitchen dwellers. Max. They be dwelling the kitchen in kitchens. Dwe- well, you that's know, how they started I, out. Okay. He so, almost he almost touched on it, but it was one of those things. They, they, we don't. I'm order. not going to ask that. Tell us about. I what I look, stop thinking that anything's cheesy. That is. You that's can true. Ask anything. I feel it's cheesy. Sometimes it's appropriate, and sometimes it doesn't make sense because you already know, or it's a big like. And sometimes it's, it's cheesy yeah. when it's not a good story. That's kind of cool. Like they yeah. started out playing in kitchen. That's where they, you know, like he said, they didn't. They kind of facilitate. They couldn't facilitate a drum set and stuff so you kind of go a different angle and you can four dudes on acoustic instruments you can hang out in the kitchen and jam yeah that's, that's true awesome. i'll kill it i guess <laughs> that that i mean that is the genesis of bluegrass music is oh hank with his banjo and carl with his fiddle and sitting on the patio Big mike Unwinding with his washboard from their and, yeah. week their day whatever drinking moonshine getting busy uh-huh yeah i mean and i think Simple. that is the the gritty side that you're talking about comes from that you were talking about the great that side. hard work and the working oh, class yeah. it's working class like rock <laughs> it was all the working class guys that they're the Getting ones down. that say yeah get off work have some drinks with your buddies see then poor old bob though you know i bet bob had a drum set and they're <laughs> they're they like, like they're, he's bob. like i'm gonna go run home get my drum set <laughs> by the time he got far. back yeah they're like they're like dude there ain't no room for you on the patio plus he's thumping on the bass we got the percussion covered dude. it makes me th- every time i hear like traditional bluegrass music i don't know where i've seen the image but it's an older, like, like backwoods cat from down south, wearing overalls with no shoes on, missing teeth, and he's fucking boogieing. Like his oh, yeah. feet are moving super fast, and his hands are going up and down like pistons. And he's doing his. That's what, when I hear traditional. Bluegrass, I feel like there's always a chase when I hear bluegrass, like a bank robber, like, like, or like or like the the moonshiners out running the sheriffs or something. <laughs> I picture that like the Ozark Mountains, the Blue Ridge Mountain. You know, that's a trip that music does that like. I've heard that's a soundtrack. I, I've heard it said that music is painting with frequencies and yeah. your brain starts to put together images and pictures and sees sees the music. Well, how do you know the sound isn't making you put images and pictures together? I don't. You don't. Music is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just study it was like you well. both of us look over at Mel like <laughs> well, like we're gonna say something. You well, thanks don't. for listening, everybody. We don't. Mel just shut us up. Yeah, yeah. I Yay. don't. I don't know that. But it, like, we were listening to Kamasi Washington yesterday out on the porch. Oh my gosh, it was like an anthem. And and Apple was like, "This sounds like a soundtrack." And yeah. I was like, "Yeah, it totally sounds like a soundtrack." And then I was then reading looked- about the song, and it's like, "This is a redone soundtrack for a Bruce Lee movie." <laughs> I was like, "So that that's a trip, like without words." Without pictures. It's like theatric. It conjured up the image of that thing, and it was correct. Like, it did it what it was setting out to what do. What we were sonically. saying. Yeah, it did. Well, think about, like, when you hear music, sometimes it feels soft. How can sound feel soft sound on the inside? It has a feeling. It that produces is right? a feeling. Like, you know, you play... How like can a, it make you angry? Like, like yeah. grungy, like... Speed well, that, that's kind of the thing about like if somebody goes by with a really loud motor or like nails on a chalkboard or like a squeal or something. Right. Those are definitely triggering on a negative. Mm. Uh, well, 
No one likes nails on a I don't know. No, Even people who don't hate that, yeah, they still don't like that. it. <laughs> hey, could you scratch that chalkboard for me? I really need to hear that right now. No, nobody's yeah, saying that I think that about today. that because oh, sound, sound can make you do things instead of like you're thinking, oh, my brain. No, your sound is a motivator on its own because it makes you dance certain ways for certain types of sound. So check this out. And for different moods. <laughs> Absolutely. Perce- that perception of, 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 like, I'm sorry. That, Go ahead. Like certain songs, me, like one of them that I did it just comes to mind, like Smashing Pumpkins. I've always loved that. Like sometimes, sometimes you could put that on, like when you want to kind of wallow in your depression. Yes, yes. But then you can put on that same song when you're happy as fuck, you know, and same with the dead. Like every time it's yeah. different, it suits the mood and it changes and you hear different things in it that you never have before with different moods and what your mind is open to. I guess it makes sense because if you think about the Bible, the first line in the Bible is in the beginning was the word and the word is sound. There was sound in the beginning. That was the frequency frequency is the thing that created everything. And so it does. But it couldn't say it because it's not written. So that's why the word is the first thing. The the translation is logos and logos is, is like the word, like sound, like, like, but so word and sound are the same. I don't know. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because if there's, if sound was first, it can't tell, it can't show us because it's sound. It, well, it's also existing beyond anything knowing that it's there. Well, how could sound be first <laughs> if there was no hearing? Like, yeah, think about it. Receive think the sound. About it. Did sound make itself hear itself? Um. When a tree falls, <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, we have, yes, trees we're deep. You know, let me just say this: the branch fell. Unless you're a logger, how often does uh, the average everyday person see a tree fall? Like, yeah, see it or a couple hear of times it, right? in your life, maybe. Yeah. Really, in your life, maybe. I don't know. I've seen one or two trees fall in my life, uh, other than through my own volition. It's just strange because I feel like. I've seen and been a part of m- lots of tree falling since I've moved here. There and been, well, do you remember our house there's in Vegas? Lots of trees yeah, you had a here. I, we've ass had tree lot, I've had lots house. of trees fall around me in my life, thinking and, and your point. more than the other. I was just thinking about that branch that fell yesterday. You were talking about <laughs> if a tree falls. <laughs> well, it, does it make no whatever that saying? Does it make a sound? Well, yes, because that branch was loud as like it sounds like a bone breaking yeah it's a gnarly it's sound they've been taking down some trees here in our neighborhood lately they're clearing more yeah. space on the so hill now you're all and it sounds it sounds like a giant like mm-hmm. being slayed like mm-hmm. you hear just it's, and it's, it's like an pop. earthquake it's painful it's a painful sound yeah yeah it's that? true when i read like i don't know huh your phone just fell oh. on the ground oh. That was weird. It was a tree coming down in <laughs> yeah. the studio. Well, that's the thing, too. I mean, we were, well, not in Vegas, but up here, we are around a lot of tree. I mean, imagine, like, if you live in Brooklyn or something, yeah. you know, well, there, often have a chance to see a tree fall. There's something to be said for being in nature. Like, I don't remember which one. I think I was saying it to you. Like, when you're around a lot of trees or in a jungle or a forest or around a river, there's a feeling that that's there there's a vibration that comes from being in nature and when those big freaking trees fall it hurts 
Yeah, you it's can. Sad. You can. The the Remember sound. Remember when I is cried the first time thing. I saw all those logging when we were yeah. going to the ocean? I cried at all the trees. I'm like, Tree why hunger. would someone do this? Because it looked like a boneyard. Yeah, it, well, it, it is. looks exactly. But yeah, you does. don't think about that unless you see them very often. And so when you see a lot of trees that are just decapitated and their sad little bones are everywhere, it makes me sad. Well, now you're all caught up in Sorry. logging in our neighborhood. <laughs> I don't know why we got say, the, on no, this. No, I like that we got off <laughs> on trees and nature. Max, That's thanks well, so well, much yeah. for spending time with us. Far out. Kitchen yeah, del- was, dwellers, you guys rock. Yeah. Um, thanks for being innovative, too, with your how you are putting your music out. That keeping is, it real. Yeah, keeping it real and keeping it um relevant and and keeping fun. it fun and i was fun. gonna say keeping yes. it fun for not just for us for i mean it wouldn't be fun unless you guys were having fun and yeah you guys on stage there ain't no way not to have fun yeah so much love from the no simple road crew yeah. Yeah. to the kitchen dwellers when you guys come out with something new hit us up we'll have you back on we love you guys we'll be back next week with more stuff and things more from the studio things. here at no yeah. simple road headquarters studio <laughs> and uh sound you know what we love you Yes, we do. Take care of each other. Safety third. Hydrate. Smile at a stranger and wash your hands. And your clothes. You haven't done laundry in like two weeks. It's time for you to do laundry. I'm just telling you right now. Stop talking to me like that, Aaron. I was going to do it after Oh, my God. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to him right there. All right, you guys. Dance like everybody's watching and don't give a fuck. Like a snake is trying to grab your foot. Yeah. See you next week. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hey, music fans, we wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. 
The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Enjoy.